Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. The government, as you know, introduced legislation not too long ago to limit short-term rentals in many cities in British Columbia in an effort to put thousands of units back into the long-term rental pool. The first part of that legislation will see a significant increase in fines for illegal operators. Uh, the penalty will jump from $1,000 per infraction per day to $3,000. Uh, in addition, regional districts, which currently do not have the authority to license or regulate businesses, will be allowed to license and regulate short-term rentals. Um, in May of 2024, the province will bring in a principal residence requirement for short-term rentals, meaning people can only rent out the home in which they live in for the majority of the year and renting out one secondary suite within a principal residence will also be allowed. Now, another change that will come into effect in May of 2024 is a requirement for municipal business license numbers to be displayed on rental listings on platforms like Airbnb and Verbo. Um, listings without this information uh, will uh, be removed and by the summer of 2024, short-term rentals will be required to share, share data with the province, including information about, about hosts, so there can be a provincial registry and give us a better sense of how many of these uh, rental facilities are being used by STRs. Now, uh, a recent study, that, according to the government, showed that short-term rentals in BC were driving up prices on the long-term market by as much as 20%. Well, our next guest feels there's an importance uh, to the uh, short-term rental market, that they do pro- provide a service. There's lots of people who criticize short-term rentals, but we don't often hear from those who say, wait a minute here, let's go slow on this because uh, short-term rentals do provide a service as well. Uh, Jordan Dermijan is founder and CEO of Art and Properties, and he joins us now. Jordan, thank you for joining us today. Jazz, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be on, and that's a great uh, summary of the legislation. Yeah, I wanted to, to, to provide that summary in regards to what, what, what has already been announced in legislation and what's coming next year. So you give me your defense of, of uh, Airbnb. Uh, what, where, why do you, first of all, think what we're doing, doing here in British Columbia is heading in the wrong direction? I think there can be more of a nuanced and evidence-based approach uh, in regards to regulating short-term rentals uh, and furnished rentals, so be it. Um, I think that there's a critical role of of short-term rentals and especially 30-day rentals uh, that plays into a a larger and more uh, dynamic housing ecosystem, I'd say, especially for larger cities in the province. Mm -hmm. Uh, the legislation is a one-size-fits-all solution to to uh, addressing a diverse set of needs across people. And, of course, the majority of people are those that need long-term housing uh, housing in general, whether that's rental or, or owned. But there are thousands of people uh, needing furnished rentals for various reasons, uh, outside of travel being the obvious one. That's people displaced uh, for various reasons, whether that's, you know, a, a plumbing leak or a flood that's happened, the coronavirus fire situation, medical visits, whether you're someone from the uh, interior and you need more uh, robust hospital for a surgery or some sort of, you know, treatment. Mm-hmm. Uh, the list goes on, right? And what homes do is they provide a, uh, they, they, they provide an accommodation that simply just isn't out there for any alternative. Uh, you're, you're in a home, and I think that speaks for itself. 
uh, you can have a yard uh, if you're in a if you're in a condo or an apartment. You have a kit you have a kitchen, and these are things that are preferred by consumers and have year over year been preferred by consumers uh, in an increasing amount. And, uh, and now, just because of this legislation that looks to uh, target the affordability crisis, uh, there's a net negative for those that are, are in need of homes, and let alone you know trying to bring. Uh, people who are visiting the city uh, could possibly embrace the culture here, bring their culture here, and and uh, you know help Vancouver prosper. Uh, I'm curious. Uh, uh, your company, I understand, was created in 2019, and so it it rents out uh, short-term rentals uh, via Airbnb and other platforms. Yeah, yeah, that's we we use the platforms to to market and, and attract customers. Yes. And any, would you be able to share how many properties you rent out, or how many potential properties you have that you can potentially rent out for short term rentals? Yeah, well, it's, we should we should be sure to uh, distinguish between a short term rental and what isn't. So, uh, according to this new legislation, now anything less than ninety days is considered a short term rental. Where previously, and at least in the stream lot or the mainstream. Uh, it used to be anything less than 30 days. So uh, we, we have about 60 short-term rentals here under my portfolio and then about a, 100 to 110 30-day minimums. The 30-day minimum furnished rentals, they cater to uh, you know, business travel, travelers, digital nomads, people here needing 30-day accommodations uh, with furniture. So you know people that are here on a 30-day basis, they're likely not going to rent a home for a year, right, mm-hmm. let alone furnish it. For what for the need of thirty days, maybe two months. Um, whereas the short term rentals, yeah, that's more in line with travel, but it's also there for for uh, necessi- necessity purposes as well. Uh, I'm curious here in a very tight housing market, and you are fully aware that we need to be building more housing, and and, and this yeah. is a challenge. That even sixty units, a hundred units controlled by one company that rents them out for short-term rentals can have an impact, and 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 the government has said this is driving up some of those costs, and they could put literally thousands of these rental units that are probably on short-term rental as long-term rentals, and that could have an impact on our market. What do you say to that argument? That if we allow this to continue the way it's going, it's going to have an impact, an even bigger impact that it's already having on providing housing for local people. Well, you know, I'd encourage everyone to just look at the statistics that are provided. Uh, even the province came out and said how many short-term rentals there are in the, in, in the province, or at least an approximation, and that was around 26,000. However, there's 2 million units of, of or dwelling units across the province. That makes up about 1.2% of BC's total homes. And then you have to take into consideration the fact that over 50% of these short-term rentals that are offered on the market in the province and in Vancouver, there's a similarity between the two, are only available for 90 days of the year. And that's usually the summer, the most advantageous time to put up your property, right? Mm-hmm. Um, units that are available for longer than nine months of the year, and I want this to be you know, clearly stated. So units that are offered likely by investors that are on the on the market for more than nine months of the year only make up about 15 to 20 percent of the market and i think there part of that is uh it's not it's not always profitable mm-hmm. uh and it's it's not and it's def- certainly not profitable every month of the year and I, I think i could speak to that as someone who is my job to you know 
bridge the gap between customers and clients, clients being homeowners, customers being guests. Uh, I see it firsthand. It, it doesn't always work. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, 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 the stats speak for themselves. And, you know, to get back to your question, it's not a significant or a uh, substantial amount of housing that's going to be added. It's, it's 6,000 units across the board in Vancouver, 26,000 units. Uh, I think that there's definitely value in regulations for sure, but there could be a more balanced and, and evidence-based approach that can help BC prosper. Uh, I'm curious, the housing crisis didn't come because of the short-term rental market. I mean, we've walked away and the federal government's walked away from affordable housing sometime in the 1980s. Um, it is a global phenomenon. We were just covering this issue on Monday with uh, Professor David Lay on gateway cities and the challenges that they've had with foreign investment uh, with Hong Kong, uh, Sydney, London, um, Vancouver, those uh, cities. Uh, but what it did point to, broadly speaking, is we have turned it housing into a commodity. Because interest rates from a lot of our savings accounts post-financial crisis just haven't been very good. So people start investing in housing. You can buy it. You can sell it. You can flip it. And we've had a whole culture based on that. We've gotten away from where housing is for local people for living in. It it shouldn't be going up 20% a year every year where people are flipping. And it keeps an entire generation or five uh, from being unable to afford a home. Now, Airbnb has come in somewhere along the way, provided a service in regards to linking homeowners and those who wish to rent. But ultimately, as the Premier has said, housing has to be for local people. If we have a lack of short shortage of housing or rentals for short term, we should be building more hotel rooms, period, full stop. What do you say to that argument? At the end of the day, we've got it all wrong. Housing shouldn't be commodified. Housing should be for local people. And let's worry about building more short-term rentals, i.e. hotels, or have special designated short-term, specially designated short-term rentals, but get away from commodifying housing. And this is the reason, the problem, the re- one of the reasons we're in this mess now. So like I said, I don't blame the short-term rental industry, but you're part of the problem, the Premier has said, not the complete problem. What do you say to that argument? Well, you know, Vancouver is a very desirable place to live and and to own real estate. And the there's there's a lot of people that that want want to live here, that mm-hmm. own property here, and I think that just for, for, can you, can you rephrase the end of that question well, again? I'm just, there, there's, I, the reason there's I was asking is there. the philosophy at its core from the, from the government is that housing should be for local people. And whether mm-hmm. it's Airbnb or whether it's just our Skyrack foreign investors, whatever it may be, we have commodified housing. Where har- housing is viewed as an investment that could be flipped and, and exchanged as, quick, as much as possible to make a quick buck. Uh, and what Mr. Eby and his government are saying is that we've got to get back to a much different philosophy, which is housing should be for local people. It's where we live. We don't uh, want huge, uh, a huge amount of flipping and all that type of thing. We don't want to commodify it. And that's what we've done. And Airbnb is part of that, that if we're going to pr- provide yeah. short-term rental, let's, let's set up buildings that are specifically zoned as short-term rentals. But not everything should be short-term rental, not every neighborhood. And if we do need more housing, let's make sure we build more hotels for that short-term rental, but not allow Airbnb to grow to the point it is taking away legitimate long-term rentals from people. Yeah, well, well I, I'd, I'd agree to that. Um, you know, I, I really believe that there's, there should be a balance, but I also think there's an argument for, for free markets uh, and, and, you know, autonomy with, with, with the property that you own. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I think that it's, and I, I'm not the person who, you know, is, is the expert in this situation. And, 
you know, hopefully with my career, I'm I'm, I'm 25 years old, and I, and I hope to be be able to to help with the housing crisis. This whole legislation has, has piqued my interest, but. You know, free market or non-market housing is something that only makes up 5% of, of the available stock here in, in British Columbia. And you, you look to Europe and it's about 40 to 50%. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have under underused uh, just size lots. You know, even today, the Shaughnessy uh, got got turned down by the city. And, mm-hmm. and I'm not the person to say that I, you know, that I have the answers to everything. I most definitely don't. But um, the... The issue that I have with the the one issue I have with the legislation is just 30 day rentals help people that are in compromised positions and also help business here and innovation and culture with our city helps people come to our city. Mm-hmm. And there will never, you know, there's not enough land. Just the nature of Vancouver's geography. You got an ocean to the left. You can, you can only urban sprawl to the right. And then you have mountains to the north. You have to pick and choose what you do. And, uh, it's seemingly that the short-term rental industry is low-hanging fruit, a scapegoat to to uh, to show that you know we're adding units to the market. When really, you know, across Vancouver, it's six thousand units, and across the province, it's twenty-six thousand units. If all the units were to go back to the market, and you know, it's it's a it's not a substantial number. Yeah, Jordan, thank when you. When you take into consideration, you know, that only that. Half of them are only available for three months of the year. Yeah, Jordan, thank you so much for your time today. Really appreciate it. My pleasure. Thank uh, you for having me.